The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. There are no seven wonders of the world in the eyes of a child. There are seven million. Walt Streitiff. We got to be a kid, Ben. We, we need to take time in life to just relax, chill, have fun. Allow your thoughts to just wander freely, not dissect them, judge them, question them. Be spontaneous. Run. Skip. Just be alive. We live in a world that continues to, whether through media, whether through art, whether through our voices, we feel the pain. We feel the stress. Sometimes we have to let it go and just do what kids do. They're not concerned about bills. They're not concerned about their next check. They live truly in the moment and they have fun. Today, I will live in the moment and have fun. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And I am so excited, you guys. I stay excited. You know me. But I'm excited because this is one of my really good friends, And I have a lot of things to talk about with this multi-hyphenated creative being that you're about to meet. Ladies and gentlemen, get up and put your hands together for Paul Benjamin. (laughs) What's up? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, man. I have so many things to say. I want to start off, you guys, by letting you know Paul is an actor that doesn't sit around and wait for opportunities to come to him. Paul creates his own opportunities, and we're going to talk about his TV series that he's created in a minute. 
but I want to talk about the journey, Paul, and what made you decide, first of all, you can tell us how you made the decision to be an actor. And then what made you decide to just take things into your own control? Uh, so the journey of deciding to be an actor, I've always loved film. I've always loved theater. I've always loved the, the creative process of being a character. And I'd say around, I'd say about the age of 23, I decided to go to theater school. I was a single parent at the time and I was laid off from my job. And, you know, through the grace of God and having a wonderful family, two wonderful parents, you know, uh, they encouraged me to do what, you know, was very close to my heart and what I was really passionate about. And that was actually acting. So I went to Stella Adler's studio of acting in New York City. And um, it was amazing. I did two years. I did a conservatory, two years. I had to do it also part-time because I was also living in New Jersey where my son was. So I had to keep bouncing back and forth and juggle all that. But it, it was wonderful. And then I finished, uh, did a few off-Broadway shows. And then I realized <laughs> this is scary. Theater was very scary for me. Uh, I I love I love the applause. I love the the work. The work is phenomenal. Finding your character, going deep into it, doing the research and creating experiences that I never had before, but that the character already had. So I had to create those experiences. And then I just stopped doing theater and uh, I really wanted to go right into uh, film and TV on camera. And I got lucky. I had a lot of friends that were already doing production, but they weren't actors, but they introduced me to the right people. I got a, I got a manager. He helped me, you know, submit and he got me into the room and I did some TV shows. I did commercials. I did everything. And then at one point I stopped doing, you know, the supporting and featured roles or the background roles. And I really wanted to do leads. I really wanted to have more than five lines. I really wanted to dig deep and use the craft that I had and the, the education I got from Stella Adler. And I submitted for some roles. And what really woke me up was I was submitted for a role to play an Egyptian. And I walked into the room. I nailed it. I, I mean, the casting director was like, that's wonderful. And, but she had something in her that was like, you're, it, it was a great performance, but you're not it. So anyhow, I leave, I get a phone call from my manager as soon as I get downstairs onto the street. And, uh, he's like, yeah, the casting director called me. I was like, oh, great. So did I get the part? And he's like, no, he's, uh, she's actually upset with me. And I'm like, why? And <laughs> he said that they were expecting an Egyptian and I didn't look Egyptian enough. And I was too ethnically ambiguous. And this is the first time I ever heard this terminology, ethnically ambiguous. And this must have been maybe six, seven years ago where, you know, if you were Italian, they wanted you to be Italian. If you're black, you're black. If you're Hispanic, you're Hispanic. But someone like me that looks different. I didn't have a beard at the time either. And I guess they were expecting someone with a beard. Uh, I was really drawn back from that. And then I started, you know, I, I, he was putting me out. Did for you a think bunch you were of, white? I mean, ethnically I mean, ambiguous. Well, I mean, I know that's the terminology, but what was she so offended by? I don't know. I think she just was one. She wanted the stereotypical Egyptian that yeah, was darker skin was and a bigger mm -hmm. beard and darker mm -hmm. eyes and mm -hmm. very, very curly hair, which yeah. I... I didn't have. So my manager put me out for a few more submissions and a few more casting calls. And I wasn't getting the parts, but I was nailing it. I knew I was nailing it. I was getting feedback and I was even getting emails from the casting directors saying, thank you for coming in. Thank you for your rendition. Thank you for your performance. And we'd like to just keep in touch with you. And I did. I, I still send out emails to them. Um, I know some of their birthdays. I send birthday cards and flowers. Oh yeah. It's, this industry is relationships. 
you could have the talent, you could work, you could work extremely hard in it, but it's relationships. And how are they always going to remember you? So I wasn't getting the parts. So I was like, wow, is it because the way I look, uh, the way I carry myself, sometimes, you know, it's, it's true. It's the look, it's the look that you get into the room. They want to see the look. So I, I I was having a talk with my father one day and he's like, you're a writer, write something, write something, anything and go do it. He didn't really know how hard it is to really to put, put a production together, but I wrote something and I wrote a short film and I got in touch with my friends who were in production and they're the ones that helped me put it together. And my father helped fund the start, the funding process. I did a GoFundMe and we did the film, me and my friends, and we made it into so many film festivals. I mean, seven, eight film festivals around the world. And the story also is about Christian persecution. And we were able to actually, after the film festival start to take it to Toronto, take it to Bermuda, take it to Princeton, New Jersey, take it to New York City and actually turn it into a discussion in front of the audience and, and take questions and really discuss what the, the story was about and what message we want to get across. And then that really opened me up to realize, you know what? I'm going to write things for me and for my friends. I'm going to produce them. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to tell stories that are not on TV. I'm going to tell stories that are not in the theaters. And I'm going to get more no's than yeses. But at the end of the day, I'll be able to sleep at night. And I will. I know I'm making content that is memorable and has an impact in this world. And that's going to contribute to my legacy. I always tell my son and those around me every day, you have to contribute to your legacy. By any means, Mm -hmm. by any means. Mm -hmm. So that's where Kicks and Losers came in. And... I, mean, yeah. I want to pick it up here so because you're going to tell him about kicks and losers and give yeah. him some history because you guys paul is a sneaker head expert mm. i've learned nah. so much but, but let me tell you we were at um it was new year's eve and we were at uh pepper sandy from salt and pepper we mm. were at her house for new year's eve and they were like premiering Paul's pilot. It wasn't called Kicks and Losers then, right? It was no, it wasn't it was another title. It was another title. Yeah, because I was like, I'm so into Kicks and Losers, I forgot what the title was. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. You guys, they played his I sat, you know, right in front. And the couch, yeah. I could not leave. After this was over, I felt it was my responsibility to at least introduce Paul to people who I know were in powerful positions to help Paul with this show. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Thank you. I didn't know the sneaker world. Calvin, who works with us on the show, he had a store called Jordan Heads, and that's where I learned about sneakerheads because I was sitting in the store with him. All these guys come in and women talking about sneakers, but it's a culture. And that's what I learned that sneakerhead is some whole other thing. But Paul, tell us about the culture and then tell us about Kicks and Losers. I'm telling you guys, this show is brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, So the sneaker culture has definitely developed and evolved greatly. I'd say since I actually started writing the original concept for it and it just kept evolving. I mean, I remember my brother and I uh, waiting online to get sneakers and then that turned into raffles just to keep the buyer safe because you would buy a pair of sneakers and you're walking to your car and people see, you know, the store bag with the box in it and you'd get robbed. Sneakers are a commodity. They're like a stock, you know, and 
the value of them are constantly increasing. I mean, they literally have stock X, which is a sneaker stock market, which helps people buy and sell sneakers safely. And it, it got to a point where I was just learning more about the culture too. And I was really diving into it. And I really wanted to connect myself with the right people. And I, as an artist too, I also, I grew up painting. I really fell in love actually with the culture. My, my twin brother is the one that loves to purchase all the sneakers just the way they are. And I love that as well, but I loved the artist aspect of it. People like uh, Dan Mosh and Malcolm Garrett and other customizers that really helped me develop the story and create the character and the struggle that he's going through as someone that loves sneakers and loves art and has to support his family by just really believing in his talents and pursuing that head on. And, you know, when we started making and creating the, the series and writing all the episodes for him, I was working with Malcolm Garrett, talking to him really about his struggles and the sneaker culture and what he believed in. And we kind of embedded that into the main character, Brandon. And then we uh, also got Dan Mosh, who is an amazing sneaker artist. I mean, go on Instagram, type in Dan Mosh, look him up. I mean, he's worked with LeBron, Steph Curry, WWE wrestlers. Amazing. So I, I had a chance to chat with him about it and uh, really talk to him and grab more about this culture and the artist culture and the sneaker culture and how they come together and sometimes how they clash. But it's a really great culture. And as far as it's a loving culture, we always support each other. We are always, we, we just find the joy of purchasing sneakers and finally getting sneakers because if anybody's listening and, and they understand sneakers, Sneakers and wanting to get the freshest sneakers when they're released on whatever platform they are, it's not that easy. Uh, you get more, you get more losses. They're called L's than you get W's, which are wins. And it's heartbreaking. But when you win, it's like winning the lottery. And as soon as they come in, first thing you do is you open the box, you take a nice hard whiff out of that fresh sneaker, which is like you know, so potent and it hits your soul. Then you throw them on your feet, you lace them up and you go out and you, you just flex, you just show what you got. And, and you're proud of, you know, the, being part of this culture of being a sneakerhead or a sneaker enthusiast. It's really rewarding, but at the same time, it's, it's comforting. You know, it's just a, it's a great way to identify yourself and feel comfortable in your own skin. And I, I don't want to speak for everybody because everybody has their own journey and has their own few words of why they love it and why they're so passionate about it. But for me, it was just something that I loved putting on. It's, it just, I didn't want to feel cool. I just wanted to feel comfortable. And me, me and my twin brother, you know, that's what we loved. And we got into, you know, buying and selling. And then we realized it wasn't for us. We're not about trying to make a profit. We're just trying to gain the sneakers that really, you know, talk to us. And even the old sneakers that came out when we were younger, we're like, oh my God, they're re-releasing. We got to get those because they're nostalgic and they bring you back to the time you wore them. And, you know, we're in our thirties and we're just like, yo, remember when we had them when we were teenagers and we go back to the time when we first wore them and how we beat them up but now we take care of them you know you beat them yeah. up you're gonna hear it <laughs> but how um, many pairs of sneakers do you have paul i don't i have i've okay so yeah before <laughs> filming kicks and losers i was right. getting i was getting close to 100 and then uh while filming kicks and losers i kind of hit this road where i needed more money and i was self-funding the whole thing all seven episodes yeah. and i had to start selling some of the sneakers because i know there's a profit in them so i made some especially when you hit um, post-production because that's where it gets expensive. I sold a, I sold a few, more than a few actually. And uh, I'm somewhere around between 60, 70, maybe 80. Uh, it all depends. I don't re-resell my sneakers. I don't resell them. I, I give them away to people that are, you know, younger kids that love them, people that would cherish them. My twin brother does the same thing. My twin brother, though, on the other hand, Andrew, 
Oh, if he's listening, he's going to probably be laughing. He has a room of sneakers, a room. We've lost count. We don't even bother counting. It breaks my heart. And then it also brings me the joy, but he has a room. He has, they're all in these cases, these clear cases. You can see all the sneakers. So it's, it's wow. serious. It's a, it's a serious, it's a it serious, is. serious hobby, culture, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's, there's yeah. a love in it and it's safe. Hey, listen, it's better than drugs. So that's what we always yeah. say. You know what I mean? Well, that's one of the things. Like, there was this mystery behind Kicks and Losers. That's the thing that initially got me. Because your whole setup and whole storyline and the characters, it was very suspicious in the beginning. And you're like, mm. what are they doing? What are they selling? And mm. then it turns out sneakers. And it's like, yeah. what? But then you bring us into the whole culture where we can learn. With Kicks and Sneakers, you had to build a deck. There's a lot of actors out here that mm. want to write or produce and do their own thing. What kind of advice or tips would you give them into doing that? I would say if, if you're an actor or a writer or any, any, anybody that's interested in creating your own content, go ahead and first write. And if you don't know how to write a script, just write the story, start with the treatment, write the story. And then from there, while you're developing the story, you're going to want to create the backstories of the characters and their fears, their strengths, their aspirations, where they want to be in even 20 years, even if the series doesn't go that far. Uh, you need to know this because you need to breathe life into these characters. And the best way of doing it is always write something you know. And if you don't know something, go find out. It's part of being an actor. It's part of being a writer. Create experiences. If you if your character is in love and you've never been in love, go find someone or and, and fall in love. If your heart has never been broken and your character's heart is broken, unfortunately, you have to break your heart. And it could be as simple as, you know, as, as many ways of breaking your heart, whatever, whatever you have that you love and it has to go away experience that. And then I also say journaling. Journaling is so powerful. A lot of actors don't admit they journal, but they really do. I would say more than 80% of people journal. And I remember in school, we journaled our experiences because if I am broken right now, today, I want to describe that brokenness because if I need to go back and I'm trying to understand a scene and find out why this character is broken and how deep they are broken, Broken, and I need to bring that to life. I need to go back to that journal. So it's also therapeutical to write down every day how you're feeling. And sometimes if you're not feeling anything and you feel empty, right? I'm empty and I don't know why I'm empty and I'm confused because I'm empty. That you can always use as an actor, as a writer, as a director, as a filmmaker. And it, it, it and, and these experiences are for both male, female, anybody. It doesn't matter, kid. It doesn't matter your age. These experiences, these feelings, these emotions are so wide that anybody can really dive in. And the beauty is our brains are different from the next person. So the way we bring them out and the way we develop it is going to be completely different. And that's what makes it extremely beautiful. If there's someone listening and they say, I don't know how to write, it's okay. You just write as simple as you can. Google it. You can YouTube it. You can buy books. There's the hero's journey, which is widely shared around Hollywood. If you want to really know how to write a journey of a script, it's the hero's journey. It's a book I would suggest everybody to invest in, even if you're an actor. 
definitely understand how a writer writes because it's going to benefit you more. The more knowledge, you know, the more you have in your toolbox, like you always say, Tracy, you want to keep filling things in your toolbox. I can always go back and start taking these things out and using them to my advantage. And that's what makes in our industry, these actors, these writers, these directors, these filmmakers, doesn't matter what part of production you're in. That's what makes us unique. And that's what creates value, right? value. And you need to understand your value. You're positioning because when I met Paul, Paul just had a pilot. Paul has seven episodes now. Plus he has a deck that gives you the arc. So he Mm -hmm. takes you through the arc of the characters. He takes you through the arc of the episodes. So Mm -hmm. the power that Paul has, a studio would look at Paul and say, you know what? We should partner up with this dude because if we don't, he's going to do it himself, which is going to make him even more powerful. And Mm -hmm. you have the knowledge of being a writer, an executive Mm -hmm. producer, a director, an Mm -hmm. actor, editor. You have Mm -hmm. accumulated a mass of knowledge in all of these departments where you can communicate in a way to these studios where they will trust you. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have all of the credits that they would need, you may partner up with somebody, but you're in a better position than so many other people. Yeah. I, yeah. I have an agent. I have uh, a man, I have two wonderful managers, Arlene and Susie from good life management, which are actually, when you're at this process, it gets really crazy. But again, these people will come and find you and you don't need to really sell yourself because your work will sell itself. And it it makes their job even easier because they're confident in you and they believe in you. And there's so much power when someone really believes in you. Again, I was empowered. I was really alone. And I was kind of like, I felt like I was just walking in the dark, sometimes with my eyes closed until I met you, Tracy. And and again, it's then I started realizing, Tracy, you know, you're, you're creating your own show as well. You're as well as a writer and you're a face of your own products. And that's where I was like, okay, where I need help, I'm not just going to try to figure it out. You do need to build these relationships with people that are already doing it. And again, you know, when my show was coming out, I was like, what do I do with marketing? Okay, let me ask Tracy. And you guided me. And then my managers guided me and the agent guided me. And it really helps. And it again, it brings value to everything you're doing because you cannot wait for everybody else to help you. You need to do it, especially if there's deadlines, you know, that's where it's really important to understand and self-educate to become a, a powerhouse. That's what it is. At the end of the day, do you just want to be an actor who just waits for a phone call? If that's you, I'm so sorry. I, not to offend anybody, that's not going to happen. Go create and go knock down doors and build relationships and keep working on your craft every day. I do my ABCs like you've taught me, Tracy, in front of the mirror. So I enunciate and I use and I speak slowly and clearly because that's an articulate person. They want to work with an articulate person. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your background is. I don't want to hear your sob story. They want to deal with someone that's articulate and that they will understand. And they say, you know what? I'm going to throw money at this person. I will invest in this person. I want to work with this person for years to come because this person looks like he makes money. That's it. And you can make money for them as well. And the 100%. other thing that I love too, Paul, is that, you know, you have one of my best examples, Issa Rae. She started out a web series, The Awkward Black Girl, cut to Insecure HBO. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like with you. I feel like timing plays a part of it too, because, you know, I mm-hmm. had my show for 18 years. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have it first here, you guys. We have the first interview. <laughs> but I feel like after this interview, we're going to see Kicks and Losers on TV or Hulu or something to be like, wait, Kitson, is that Paul that was on the show? Like, <laughs> I do, because this show is so 
It's so well done. I can't even Thank tell you. you. Like Thank Paul you. really invested. Well, the, the pilot was so well done. And that's what made me say, I got to introduce Paul to my friends and people who are in positions that can help him. Now, when you meet people, you don't have to say, well, this is just a pilot. You can say, well, actually, you have eight episodes, including the pilot. Mm. Right. So it's like you have you've done all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a matter of the network or the streaming service providing Mm -hmm. that foundation for you where it's like, okay, Paul, you have 250,000 per episode. That's your budget times 10. Yeah. And even I remember when I was, uh, we were having lunch at the pen club about two months ago and I said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to monetize it on YouTube. You know, I'm not, I'm tired of just trying to knock all these doors down. And you said, go get yourself a sponsor. And I said, no doubt. And we got ourselves a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. We have a bunch of sponsors, but but we have the sh- every episode is now presented by nice kicks, uh, nice kicks.com, which is a, a, which is a big publication about the, the culture. And it's funny. I went directly to Matt Halfhill over in Texas, who is the CEO and I pitched him and he's like, stop talking, bro. I showed him the first episode. He's like enough, man. He's like, I would be so honored to be part of this project. And it just, it, it just keeps rolling. And then even we were, we're doing a screening party and sponsors are like, Oh, which can we put this? brand this brand this brand Uh, yeah it's gonna be amazing it's gonna truly be amazing but it's such a blessing because again i thought i was done you're never done you're never done don't if you feel comfortable you're not at the peak yet and even if you're at the peak there's still another mountain and there's people that you're gonna fight off and that's when i reached out to you i said am i done you're like boy you're never done and i said okay i'm not done so what do i have to do now and uh, you gave me and i don't want to share all the secrets because they're these are gems these are definitely gold nuggets that i i'm still trying to master and again this is a practice. You cannot master this craft. If anybody says you can master it, you cannot master it. New things are developing. Everything is changing. The industry is changing. Platforms are changing. But at the end of the day, if you're a go-getter and you are willing to listen and just stop talking for a while and just take in all this information. And this, again, you might not have the means to do everything, but at the same time, you could just at least try to hit a few things and get a few things done. And those things are going to lead to the next thing. Paul, we got two minutes. It flew by. Mm, you have two I minutes. You've already dropped some diamonds and pearls, whatever else you want them <laughs> to put in their treasure chest. And also tell them where Kicks and Losers, they can see oh, it on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be youtube.com backslash kicks losers. And then you could also go to kicksandlosers.com for the direct link. I'm telling you, you guys are going to remember Paul. You're going to remember the fact that you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. We're oh. premiering this for you, Paul. No, Thank I'm, you so I'm much. a mad fan. I'm a mad I'm, fan of your show. I, and I can't I wait know. until your show is on. And I'm a mad fan of you too. I remember I was in the first pilot filming for Inside the Black Box and I was just in such awe and I couldn't, I, I went backstage and I kept hugging you and, and you kept saying, you're next and go do it. And I did. And it was just recharging the battery and, and just jamming it in my back and I kept going. And uh, a lot of people don't know, we actually filmed the seven episodes of Kicks and Losers during the pandemic. So not even a pandemic could stop us. We went ahead and did it. And we even teamed up with producers and uh, a great cast and a great crew to make it happen. We filmed the whole thing in New Jersey and I am, I just can't wait. It's such a blessing. And I, the blessing is actually for me going to be able to share it to the world. 
So I'm looking forward to it. And April your 25th. blessing, ladies and gentlemen, is Paul. You guys, I'm telling you, this is a dynamic spirit, super, super hyphenated. <laughs> and he's an actor who said, I'm going to take my career into my own hands. If he yes. could shoot it on his phone, he would have shot it on his phone. Paul is motivated, determined. Like, I mean, you inspire me, Paul. Like there was a time you guys were, it felt like we were hanging out every day. Paul. I don't yeah. know what I was doing. Yeah. I don't know either. Going to meetings. Mm-hmm. Remember we would go meeting, oh. meeting back to back. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I, I, yes. And even before that, when we first met and actually what made me understand directing better was when you got me at the table reading with Darnell Martin in her house. Oh, I love her. And she is the reason why I wanted to start directing. I, I never wanted to direct. I always wanted to write and act. But when I saw her actually take off that directing hat and become an actor a little bit and fill some of the roles, I was like, wow, you can do everything. And she motivated me and she actually sat me down on the couch and we were talking and I was like, I think this is, yeah, she's so powerful. She's one of the we gotta, most powerful, We got to put the two of you guys together on a side. Uh, I would love that. I would love that. Show. So I'll reconnect you guys and so oh, much more. That. We are going to be back with the Spirited Act podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'm going to give you some love. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself as the middle generation. 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time to give love. Always maintain your innocence. I got a chance to go home to San Francisco, California for my birthday. I got a chance to live through my son, Miles, and my granddaughter, Soraya's eyes. It was so fun to watch them sit on the trolley car. And as we were going up the steep hills in San Francisco to see them clutch on tightly, you know, grandma, we're going to fall. No, trust, it's going to be okay. Or for them to really enjoy Fisherman's Wharf, sourdough bread, seas candy, red vines, to take them to the school that I went to, St. Dominic's from first through sixth grade and then cathedral from seventh to eighth and then to Mercy High School from freshman year to senior year. It was the best to see through their eyes, their mom slash grandma, how she played, where she hung out, where she got in trouble, where I took them to the first place that I remember as a kid growing up to see the joy and the experience through their eyes, it's priceless. And to see them see that I too am a person. That one time I was a kid, at one time I was a teenager, and it made me feel like I never want to lose the innocence in life. Enjoy the innocence through a child, through a young person's eyes and feel the enthusiasm and the excitement and the zest for life. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.